Welcome, everybody, to episode three of Bruh Moments. I am <laughs> Mikey's over there smooching child peanut right on the right on the lips, you guys. That's kind of inappropriate. Was, it was more of an eye kiss. Eye honestly. kiss, yeah. Running his little eyeball. <laughs> well, as you guys probably know by now, my name is Maddie. And I'm Mikey. And today we have a wonderful show planned for you guys. So I'm very excited to get into the topics that we're going to be getting into today. Let's just go ahead and give a rundown of the topics that we're going to be talking about. First, we're going to be getting into the brand new NBA All-Star Game format that debuted a few weeks ago. Second topic... I would like to take a little deep dive into one of my favorite bands, the 1975. And uh, for our final topic of the day. Guys, this is breaking news, actually. Bob Iger steps down as the CEO of the Walt Disney Company, replaced by Bob Chapek himself. And we know we said when we started the show, we're not going to be talking about Disney stuff. But, you know, I feel like this is big enough. It pertains to not just the theme parks it pertains to the films as well because you know ceo in charge of literally everything of the company i mean we're not ruling out disney forever Mm. we're just saying we're not focusing on disney exactly like on some of our other on our you know individual channels but Mm. when there's news this big uh i mean this is very big news this will affect the entire entertainment industry it really will so um but yeah very excited yeah, very excited. Got some to get. housekeeping stuff. Uh, <laughs> I've moved from Bikini Bottom to Baby Nuts Room. Mm-hmm. Um, Bunking in this crib. I am. Me and Baby Nuts. <laughs> or Child Peanut. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Child <laughs> Peanut. Uh, I also got a new microphone. Very nice. It's the same one Matt has, I think, generally. Copycat. Um, Just kidding. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah, and, and I would uh, like to give an update here. I did receive my baby nut sweatshirt, so I'm going to go ahead and stand up. My, I'm sorry, my my child nut sweatshirt, so I'm going to go ahead and stand up and show it to you guys if I can back up far enough. Wow, look at that. Ain't that, ain't that something, you guys? He's on my chest, and he's very soft. I'm actually surprised at how soft this sweat... What is this called? Like a sweatshirt? I think that's like... Like a, like a crew neck, right? Is something, that what they're called? Something like that. Um, but like a crew neck, I think. It's like, very not a hoodie. hoodie. Not a hoodie. Sweatshirt yeah, without a hood. Hood. Those ones. Shirt. Shirt hood. Well, anyways, I don't know what to call Shirt, it, but... Shirtless, hoodless. Shirtless, hoodless. Very good. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, it's very high quality. I was really surprised. I would not recommend anybody actually buy this unless you feel like pledging $40 to this like disgusting corporation who's profiting off this abysmal I don't even know what to call it but yeah it's really high quality really soft it's a scheme it and, is a scheme and, and I'm very they disappointed got they got they did get me you guys I got got by planters peanuts but after our last episode after we stopped recording Matt and I were talking about this and the fact that Matt was still considering purchasing even more products at that point in time just made me sad. They have a baby nut plush. They have baby nut socks. The socks are like $15, though, for just one pair. I would, if they were like normal $5, like you'd buy it, like, I don't know, Urban Outfitters or whatever. I'd buy them. I'm a big fan. I'm a big connoisseur of uh, fancy socks or like socks I am with too. patterns. But... I've, I've gotten a reputation for my socks. Mm-hmm. 
my birthday was last week and um I just got a, a ton of socks for my birthday. Perfect present. Because apparently in the last year everyone has noticed that I like funny socks. <laughs> um so I showed you guys last week I got those SpongeBob socks. Today's sock update. We can make this a regular thing. Sock, oh, update. sock update. Yeah, okay. Sock update. I'm wearing flamingo socks at the moment. Oh, I, can't, I I'm should not have worn show my, my flamingo feet. socks. You could have but been. I'm wearing navy blue flamingo socks. Thank you to Jared who got them to me for my birthday. Well, Very I cool am wearing Jared. floral socks, you guys, as you can see here. Ow! Oh, I got a cramp! Ah! Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, that hurt really bad. Sock update. Well, so, sock update. <laughs> I'm gonna crack open my pod just real quick if you don't mind. Oh my gosh. My oh, and we are. Should I ASMR? Oh my god. Should I ASMR this? Perfect. Oh. That was actually really loud. It hurt my ears. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> wow, that one was that was way louder than I expected. <laughs> And we are, guys, we're very excited. We teased it last week. Random product review. Stay tuned to the end of the episode. We have a big surprise for you guys. We have thick water here. I got the small one. Mikey seemed to prefer... I think I ordered the wrong I think I ordered the wrong <laughs> He got like a jug of like Gatorade almost. <laughs> Gatorade-sized jug of thick water. But... Oh, the label oh, screen like green screening. Screen, yeah. <laughs> Hello, child peanut. <laughs> He's inside the bottle, you guys. He's in the thick water. But yeah, I, I found this um, on the internet, obviously. We'll get um, into it, it when is, the, the segment yeah, comes. Yeah. But, but stick around. Stay tuned. It's Fat Tuesday today. Facts. I don't Every know what that means. Tuesday, it's a Fat Tuesday. What is Fat Tuesday? It's like the day before um, Lent starts. But like oh. it's like Carnival or Mardi Gras, whatever oh. you call it. Like in New Orleans, it's a big thing. They do like a cake where you put a you put a baby, a plastic baby, in the cake. Call it king cake, and okay. uh, you slice it up and you see who gets the plastic baby. Not to brag or anything, but oh my uh, God. wow, he's green screened out. Oh my gosh, that's like ghost. That's that's horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, if you guys are not watching, uh, you can watch on YouTube along to see our webcams if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Apple Podcasts, or whatever podcasting platform you use. Uh, just search for Bra Moments on YouTube, and you can see that absolutely beautiful baby that Mikey is holding it's up to the camera naked. right now. It is. It's, uh, it's a completely naked plastic child. <laughs> it's all well, mine. I don't, I don't know if that means I get luck or something. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I live in Pennsylvania, so like the Mardi Gras thing isn't big up here, mm -hmm. but... We got a cake, so. Baby cake. Push up a baby nut in the cake, but anyways. We do have, uh, like I said, some amazing topics to get into. First topic of the day. I'm sure you guys, uh, and I, I promise you guys, we said sports last week, sports this week again. If you guys are not big sports fans, sports probably won't be, maybe will be a regular occurrence on the show, but you know, Mikey and I are big sports Football fans, basketball fans. Keep you on your toes, you know? Exactly. You, gotta, you guys are probably like, oh, they did sports last week, so we got a wild. No. Got to keep <laughs> you guys on your toes. You got to be ready for anything. Exactly. And if you guys don't watch it, we're going to do sports next week. Okay? <laughs> so. Sports only going you're forward. On thin ice. Welcome back to Bra Moments in Sports History, guys. Um, <laughs> 
Anyways, we're that actually guys... be a fun segment, but I won't talk about that. <laughs> well, if you guys are big basketball fans, I'm sure you all have uh, watched the All Star Game that happened this past. Uh, I believe it was like two weeks ago at this point, almost mm, um, one and a half yeah, weeks. Like I'll give it one and a half. One and weeks. a half weeks. Yeah, um, as opposed to the normal format that they did. Uh, they decided to switch it up a bit this year. So, Mikey, why don't you go ahead and explain what all the hullabaloo is about that happened with the brand new uh, NBA All-Star game that happened? Uh, so they introduced a bunch of new rules, formats. I There's a whole thing. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see on screen. There's a whole lot of stuff they changed. Um, part of it was to honor Kobe Bryant mm-hmm. um, and his daughter Gigi. Uh, a part of it I think they were probably going to do anyway. Uh, nevertheless, uh, I won't bore you guys with the details, but basically, um, the one thing is that each quarter, the winner of each quarter, so basketball, if you don't know, is played in four quarters. The winner of each quarter will win a hundred thousand dollars, um, for a charity. Not like for themselves. Yeah. For a charity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, (laughs) For a charity. These guys got millions of dollars, so they don't need the money. Um, but yes, uh, they, a hundred thousand dollars for a charity, um, and I believe that in this case, because the All-Star game was in Chicago, it was Chicago Charities, and it would be likewise for future All-Star games. Um, but basically, this gave incentive to the players. Because mm. um, previously, they they had no reason to try in the All-Star game. So it was pretty much them just messing around, which could be fun at times, because there could be some cool like dunks and trick plays and stuff like that. But mm. in reality, it's pretty boring after one or two quarters. Um, by this, um, this game, it was by the fourth quarter, it was intense and it, it was really awesome. was. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the other difference that they made was, uh, in order to honor Kobe Bryant, who one of his two numbers was number 24, um, for the Lakers, um, at the end of the third quarter, the team with the higher scoring total, let's say they had a hundred points, um, they would set the point limit at 124 and then the first team to get to that number wins so if it's 100 to 95 they take 24 onto the highest point total which would be 124 and then both teams would play to that number like a With pickup no game, no scoreboard or no uh, no time limit just whoever no gets time the, limit whoever gets to the score first wins. we'll talk about our opinions in a little bit but basically this um forced there to be a game-winning shot um, the specifics of that game-winning shot we saw kind of disappointingly exploited <laughs> yes. during the All-Star game. Uh, but Matt, what what are your thoughts on the the changes and you know how it went, how the game was? You know, as like a general sports fan, you guys out there, I'm sure you all know how it normally goes. Not just with like the All-Star game, but with like the Pro Bowl and the the NFL too. It the past few years it's been really going downhill when it comes to like entertainment value with like the players actually whether or not they're actually trying to win the game because you know when it comes to like the at least like the pro bowl like uh, when they used to send them to hawaii um it was like this big you know vacation for all the players who didn't get to go to the the super bowl and everything they get to you know party with all, all their other teammates from all the other teams pro bowl was just like a fun little cap off to the end of the season um where they didn't necessarily have to try to win the game. But I, I'm pretty sure either way, they'd, the winning team would get some amount of money. But um, yeah, same with the All-Star game, I'm sure. Uh, the players didn't really have an incentive to actually make the game 
exciting for the viewers. Um, whereas with this one, it was very interesting, especially like Mikey said in the fourth quarter. Um, it got really intense. There were more fouls called in this All-Star game than I'm sure in like the history of All-Star games previous because at the end of the third quarter... And even in like the beginning of like the second half, you could tell that teams were actually trying to to win this game, not just to like win the you know the money for the charities or whatever. But it really did come down to a lot of competition between a lot of the the players on both teams. Um, and the fourth quarter was honestly some of the best basketball I've watched, not just in like an All Star game, but like from recent memory. Um, yeah, it was a very the role changes were interesting. I was kind of iffy on them at first and i'm sure in the future years there's ways that they can tweak the rules to make the game flow a little bit better because you know i'm sure for some general audience members it was kind of confusing to have the score reset after each quarter um and all that kind of stuff but yeah i overall i was a really big fan of this uh the new format that they introduced i hope they stick with it going forward um, because it did bring out a lot of competition in the players, which, like I said, we don't normally see in these all-star games. All right. All right, I guess it's my turn to talk. <laughs> um, I like that the game now has incentive. Um, it might have had minor incentives before, but I like that now um, there is something major on the line mm-hmm. that forces, like, some actual basketball to be played. Yeah. Um, Because the idea behind the all-star game is that it's the best players in the world. So Mm -hmm. theoretically, it should be some of the best basketball you could watch. Um, And obviously, the competitive nature of a game, even with money on the line, like for a charity, still isn't going to be to the same level as like a playoff game. But it felt like a playoff game. It did, yeah. Um, There was definitely, I mean, like the players were getting upset at calls and all of like there was there was some some heat some action going on there. <laughs> um as far as the rules changes um i like that it forces the game to end on a winning shot mm. theoretically yeah um unfortunately in this all-star game it it ended on a foul shot um cuz it's a set point total so whoever gets there first wins um and if that means it's a foul shot that means it's a foul shot um uh, I really liked the changes that they made this year and what they were going for, but I do think that they should adjust it for next year to have some sort of weird rule to make it so that you can't win on a foul shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that they're embracing the pickup style game with like captains picking teams and a set point total. Yeah. Um, but if you're going to go with that, just embrace it and say like, if you get a foul with however many minutes left, you know, you just get the ball up top or, you know, I don't know, something. I I, mm-hmm. I think the game will always be exciting if you know there has to be a game-winning shot from scrimmage, not an undefendable foul shot. Yeah, because free throws um, are kind of like the most boring part of basketball, at yeah, least for and me. And I get why they're there, mm-hmm. but uh, in a game like this, which while it is for charity, the main purpose is to entertain Um it's much more entertaining to have the game end on a three-point shot, you know, that's mm-hmm. heavily contested that bounces around the rim one or two times. I mean, Anthony Davis, who was the one who ultimately won the game on the free throws, even purposely missed the first one <laughs> mm-hmm. in an attempt to make 
it a little bit exciting, mm. even though it was still just a free throw and he made it and that was the game. Um, but other than that, um, I think that, you know, they make that change. There could be some really great, you know, infamous plays that'll come in the future. Um, but other than that, yeah, I liked it. I like the idea that it, that it took. Um, I hope uh, that they, continue the 24 point thing i think mm-hmm. it'll be a nice way to honor kobe bryant I don't oh and they even named the be... the mvp after kobe the mvp all-star they did MVP award the kobe, kobe bryant all-star mvp award mm-hmm. um i think that the 24 point thing it'd be really easy to just keep that yeah you know um as a way to honor kobe so i don't like i don't see any reason why they'd have to change that 24 is a good number so i mean the I'd be fine number. with them just keeping it. <laughs> I would be fine with them just keeping it at 24. But yeah, those are my thoughts. Yeah, and uh, again, very excited to see where the future of the NBA All-Star Game goes. And hopefully this is like an influence to like the NFL to try and step their game up. Because especially, you know, with the NFL, it's, you know, a lot of the, the linebackers and like the defensive backs will just sort of barely push on each other to try and you know get the sacks and tackles so hopefully this provides incentive to the other sports leagues i mean i get why they do that because like they don't want anyone to get hurt but like true yeah i feel like there's got to be another way you could do that like whether you do like Like flag football or or football or i don't know i mean like I get it sounds silly to like say you're gonna send these three hundred pound six foot <laughs> men out to play flag football. But, like it doesn't have to be flag, but there's gotta be something you can do to make the game at least a little bit more excited. I can not tell you the last time I watched the Pro Bowl because I just don't find it entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of people do. And I think the NFL has to realize because they're all in it for the money. That's sure, why the yeah. NFL does this stuff they don't like really care about the fans they they want to they want money mm. and they could make a lot more money if they made the pro bowl a game that people actually watch yeah it's just me yeah and even i guess in like recent years just briefly touching on the pro bowl they've introduced like the skills showdowns which is a uh, really Dude, and they're actually fun to watch yeah like the dodgeball game that happened that was one mm. of the greatest things i've ever seen the players try harder at dodgeball than they do <laughs> the actual, the yeah. actual Pro Bowl. <laughs> Just make the Pro Bowl an actual dodgeball tournament NFL. But anyways, that is our thoughts on the brand new NBA All-Star Game format. We might even update you guys a year from now if the format sticks, if anything changes. But yeah, very excited to see where the... Oh my god, that's horrifying. Where the future of this goes. And that does it for our first topic. Moving on. This is a topic specifically requested by me. I would like to take a little bit of your time to uh, talk about one of, uh, I guess, my favorite band of uh, of all time, really. But, you know, let's go ahead and let Mr. Uh, Mr. Mikey here speak first about the 1975. Oh, how kind of you. <laughs> I would start. I would like to start and point out that Matt and I make show notes before every show. Mm-hmm. Just a basic layout of what we're going to talk about. <laughs> one or two bullet points. Matt has written a one and a half page novel about the 1975. Oh yeah, look at that. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it's. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I'll be quick. I'll. I'll uh, uh, 
<clears throat> wow. Oops. Uh, I will. Uh, I will say my little bit, and I will step out for Matt. I'm not actually step out, but all right. So the 1975 Matt's favorite band. Um, I started listening to it um, because Matt suggested one of their songs for our music we've been feeling segment, which we I'll talk about that song specifically uh, later in the episode when we do that segment. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed that song. And ultimately, uh, again, I'll talk more about that, but I started listening to more of their music. So I uh, had enough to talk about this at least a little bit. Um, I don't know much about the actual band um, themselves, the members, any of that. Uh, still learning their songs. I'd say I've probably only listened to maybe like 20 of their songs so far. Um, probably just the ones that Matt has recommended to me, plus a few more. <clears throat> Excuse me. Burp chat. Uh, <laughs> the pog juice. It's got a lot of sugar. Plus it's like 1130 at night where I am. So I'm kind of checked out. <laughs> All right. But uh, yeah, overall the band, uh, I'm quite enjoying the, uh, the, the vibe that they have in a lot of their music. Obviously, some of their songs are more different than others. Some of their songs I really like. Some of them, I'm not as crazy about because it's not the sort of music that I traditionally like um, versus others. Um, but overall, I do like the song, uh, the uh, most of their songs. Um, nice music to put on in the background while I'm working. Um, kind of just listen to when I'm just kind of chilling out. Um, I will mention a few of my favorite songs uh, th- that I've listened to so far. Somebody Else, which is the only song that I already knew before Matt introduced me to the 1975. Um, you guys have probably heard it um, because it was a really popular song when I was mm-hmm. out. Um, it's Not Living If It's Without You, I really like. Um, that was probably my favorite of the songs uh, that I've listened to so far. Um, multiple times I've listened to that one multiple times. There's a few others um, that I've only listened to once that I got to go back and listen to that might get back on the list. Um, and also Birthday Party, the Birthday Party, which is their new single, right? Single? Yeah. Single? New single, yeah. Yeah. That just came out like a few days ago. Um, and I really liked it. Uh, I thought it was a, an opportune time to listen to a song. It was like... You know, I've never listened to this band before, but they just came out with a new song. Honestly, I think that might be part of the reason I started listening to even more of their music. Because I was like, hey, it's a new song. Matt really likes them. I'll try it out. Uh, and I really like it. All right. Um, I'll see you guys in like two hours. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Mikey is a 1975 newbie, as uh, some people <laughs> might call him i don't know um i've been a big fan of this band uh not actually not for a very long time i can't quite remember when i first started listening to them i want to say late 2016 to early 2017 is when i first started listening to them so i wasn't around for the very beginning of the the band when they put out their first album or their eps or anything like that like uh a lot of people are but For those of you guys that don't know, the 1975, a British band formed in 2012, lead singer Maddie Healy, uh, guitar man Adam Han, Ross McDonald plays bass, and uh, George Daniel, big man on the drums. Uh, The band has gone by many other names, which I'm sure if you uh, 1975 connoisseurs out there, Big Sleep Drive Like I Do, and yeah, like I said, I've been listening to them, I want to say, you know, late 20. 
2016 to early 2017. So, um, of course, as it normally goes with uh, a lot of the bands I was going through, bit of a bit of a breakup at the time. And I feel like this is a really good band when it comes to like listening, when it comes to like the music that they make, when it comes to like breakups and stuff. Like somebody else is like the perfect quintessential the quintessential perfect thank you the quintessential like breakup missing you song type of vibe um so you guys i'm sure you guys all know the feels of how it gets when you're going through that kind of stuff uh, when you find new music sort of sticks with you um it's very interesting to like look at the psychology end of that um but you know we're not gonna dive into that but yet not yet (laughs) but um for me, it's nice to, I like to follow bands along and see their journey, see how their music has evolved from, you know, from their uh, actual sound itself to their lyrics. And I have to say, I guess I should preface this by saying, I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of the 1975, but you haven't, you've only probably heard of like their hit singles, like Robbers, Somebody Else, It's Not Living, um, you know, She's American, um, but I do feel like this band is one of the only bands that at least I know of who can flow through different genres of music. And I hate to use like the word genre when it comes to like music, um, which is a whole separate topic that we plan on touching on in the future. The death of genre, as you may say. Um, yeah, it's very it's very Old Town Road. Old Town Road. Exact that's like a really good example of that, honestly. But yeah, so it's really amazing to me to see how this one band can like shift through all these different genres. And I'd like to point out a few songs to you guys. Um just to sort of take into example of like the type of music that they make, the way they can flow between different genres. I always wanna die sometimes, which is off their most recent album, A Brief Inquiry into Online Relationships. A very British rock influenced song. You can sort of hear that in the the music. And uh, you can compare that to one of their more recent songs, People, which is off uh, their new album coming out, uh, which is a very, I don't wanna use like the word, I can't like find like Marilyn Manson-esque, like punk rock, how how would would you describe it as like a punk rock Marilyn Manson esque um, song almost? Yeah, yeah. Along like the harder rock yeah, type, harder. Not Which necessarily. Is, this is, Marilyn why, Manson, this is but... the uh, when I was talking about how I had different songs that I liked versus didn't like. This was the mm-hmm. one one of the ones I didn't like mm-hmm. as much. Um, and that's just personal taste. I don't like the harder sure, yeah. stuff. Um. Uh, which is the same reason I didn't like the poppy song you recommended. Yeah, yeah. Um, a few weeks ago, and again, it's just all personal preference. I've got nothing against it as a, a genre, or as Matt is saying, a dying genre, or whatever. <laughs> or, but again, we'll talk about that in the future. But um, yeah, like Matt said, this band has clearly got a lot going on, shifting between multiple genres, which is why, for me personally, um, songs like People are more of a miss than a hit. Sure, and then yeah. there are other songs that are a hit. Um, so it's all about personal preference. Yeah, and I feel like this is another like example that you can use for like bands. If you if you listen to the nineteen seventy five, you listen to like one of their songs, you don't like it. If you find if you listen through their catalog of songs, you're bound to find at least three or four songs that you do like. Um 
yeah, and going back to the flowing of genres, comparing those two songs to a song like Lost My Head, which is off of their sophomore album, um, which is a very John Hopkins-esque intrume- uh, instrumental with tons of emotion packed into only five minutes. Um, yeah, it's really hard for me to name really any other band out there who could like flow through if like if you guys have like any suggestions of like other examples of bands who can flow in and out of different genres so seamlessly while still making the songs sound like very distinctly like their own like the 1975 songs sound very distinctly like the 1975 if that makes any sense it's like almost like they invented their own genre of music is a a kind of like a a way that um i'm trying to phrase it but yeah it's very interesting to me i believe this band has been the same lineup since they were like 13 in middle school so they've all grown up with each other they've all been best friends with each other they've all of course tried out different genres of music from their uh, previous bands big sleep drive like i do there's a bunch of other band names that they went by in the past um and for me i feel like the real standout from this band is the lead mr maddie healy over here a big man in the red shirt with the curly hair on screen um not to be confused with maddie from bro moments he totally copied my uh practically the same level of fame we're talking here exactly I mean, we got like 15 views <laughs> on the last episode so i mean getting there at least a quarter of the way <laughs> but yeah i do feel like maddie is one of the greatest in my personal uh, again this is all based on like my personal opinion because i have been listening to this band for such a long time i do have such a deep emotional connection to them um i do feel like he's one of the greatest songwriters in my mind compared to like a lot of the other um artists or bands that i listen to um he's not necessarily one of the greatest singers he doesn't have like the flashiest voice like your i don't know harry styles or like um what's like another i mean harry styles is like Anyways, you guys get what I mean. He's not the he doesn't he doesn't have like the greatest singing voice out there, but he puts a lot of emotion into the lyrics that he writes, into the vocals of the songs. Um, I guess an example of a really emotional songs that really resonate with me. A song like "She Lays Down" off of their second album is uh, about Maddie's mom suffering from postnatal depression, saying how she couldn't love Maddie as a baby, and then of course talks about um her turning to cocaine hoping that would help um and i guess that could sort of transition into common theme with a lot of the 1975 songs drug addiction maddie's battles with drug addiction songs like ug off their sophomore album deal with maddie's struggles with cocaine as well as it's not living if it's not with you talking about maddie's struggles with heroin of course heroin being the thing that it's not living with if it's not without if that kind of obvious but yeah um let's see where did i leave off on my notes um yeah moving on to i guess it's a uh, important to note that the 1975 make a lot of instrumental or i guess i can't really find like a good phrase to like categorize it i use like instrumental or like ambient songs um songs that necessarily don't have a lot of lyrics to them if any it's mostly just the music um songs like lost my head please be naked how to draw slash petrichor and uh, my personal favorites if you guys are interested menswear 
Um, I like it when you sleep for you're so beautiful, you're so unaware of it, the title track off of their sophomore album, as well as HNSCC. It's very hard for me to explain why I enjoy uh, these songs so much. Um, I guess it's just like the sceneries, like if you just listen to them, lay back in bed and just like close your eyes and just like the sceneries that they paint in your head because they're just mostly instrumentals and music, Um, not necessarily a lot of lyrics. Oh my gosh. Someone breaking into your house? I'll be right back. You just okay. keep going. Now. Okay. You got a while left on your script. <laughs> okay. Poor Mikey. He's uh, dealing with a intruder right now. But yeah, I, I do feel like these instrumentals are some of my favorite songs to listen to just because the vibes that they give off. Um, yeah, the sceneries that they paint in your head. It's really hard. It's really hard to pinpoint for. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What is happening? Oh my god, he's got a lightsaber now. Um, Yeah, it's very hard to pinpoint why I like these songs so much, but anyways, finally, I'd like to touch on their live performances. Um, Here's an image on screen of uh, the sort of concert setup that they have all throughout when they toured uh, the UK, when they toured the US. Um, Yeah, I feel like Maddie. Maddie being Maddie Healy is like the textbook frontman for a band. The way his personality translates to the live performances, he puts a lot of emotion and he's very charismatic. I guess is the word um, I'm looking for. As well as the set designs for the shows. If you guys look at this image, images don't do it justice. If you want to see like, there's a video of them performing um, "Ballad of Me and My Brain" live um, recently. I believe last year that video or i guess one of the videos that you find will really do the stage production justice because seeing this in person was one of like the greatest things of my life because they're they're, i believe like the big boxes on the top were only used in the when they toured in the uk but they had this huge screen out in the back as well as like their textbook uh triangle thing like their i guess their logo what they've uh, what they're known for all the lights and it's really beautiful and uh, yeah i recently went to their show in denver this past december and it was hands down the best concert i've ever been to and i've been to a lot of concerts you guys a lot of bands that i love a lot of uh music that i listen to a lot of live shows that i go to i work i literally work at a music venue so um seeing the 1975 live stage design to the fans nicest fans in the world to maddie himself really amazing um and I would like to touch, I think this is my last bullet point, so we're almost done, you guys. Mia explaining my love for this band. Um, The 1975, I feel like, are one of the few bands who have decided to use the big platform that they have to address certain issues within their music. Um, Love It If We Made It was sort of like the theme of their uh, um, third album, A Brief Inquiry into Online Relationships. Being a powerful social anthem about aspects from modern of modern society, speaking from Trump to the death of Lil Peep, as well as including one of my favorite lyrics in a song. Um, I'm going to bleep this part out because it's a bad word. I moved on her like a bleep. Famous bleep. quote. Bleep. That's, that's the actual word. That's what he says. Not really. But a famous quote by, of course, Mr. Donaldo Trumpo. Um, and I love... That lyric specifically because of the way Maddie explained why he wrote it into the song. He said, of course, you can't say the B word 
on the radio, so that part of the song is going to get censored. He said, quote, if we're going to get censored, we're going to get censored for verbatim quoting the leader of the free world. That is the song in its, in its essence. How weird is reality? I feel like that is a really powerful, at least for me. You guys might have different opinions, but I feel like including it's that. It's not for me. It's not for, okay, well, anyways. It's meaningless to me. <laughs> well, I feel like, at least for me, it's really powerful to, you know, just the concept of, not to get into politics or anything, but they've also touched on a climate change as well, if you guys are, are into that kind of stuff. Um, and if finally, you guys are into if you guys are into, If you guys are into that, well, you guys know what I mean, but anyways. Finally, the 1975 have a very deep catalog of music with three albums released so far. Their self-titled album, I think in 20... 14 they released it um i like it when you sleep for you are so beautiful yet so unaware of it released in 2016 and their most recent a brief inquiry into online relationships released in december i think of 2018 yeah 2018 um yeah december 2018 as well as the legendary eps face down sex music for cars and i don't know what roman numeral iv is i think that's five that would be four four that makes sense because it's the fourth ep word <laughs> i swear I roman know. numerals um one like is one v is five and x is ten and if it's like one before a thing so like one before a five mm. it's like weird it's like subtraction so it's four so oh. if it was i x that would be nine it's kind of confusing well a little bit of roman history lesson there a little you bit of uh ancient rome mathematics <laughs> in there <laughs> well now i know it's called four um yeah there's a good chance like i said if you decide to give them a listen you'd fall down the rabbit hole find songs that you'll fall in love with um i didn't even touch on the music that they made before they were the 1975 like i said when they were known as big sleep or drive like i do which are gems as well um yeah like i said at the beginning if you guys listen to a certain song by them and you find it's not really your taste i'm sure you guys will find other songs by them that absolutely that you'll love but yeah that's my rundown of why I love the 1975 so much. They make great music. They're really great people. Uh, they really uh, care about their fans. Um, they haven't sold uh, sold out or anything, contrary to a lot of what people say. Um, but yeah, so that wraps up my little uh, history lesson there of my favorite band. All right. Now, who's ready to talk about the stuff? Stock market. Hey, stock hey. market. Literally, because that's what we're going to be talking about next. No, like we're not even joking. <laughs> Literally, we're talking about the stock market now. But we are a little bit, but that's briefly. All right. Bobby Iger is out. Bobby Chapstick is in. He's right here. He's Disney with us. Announced. Joining us, Bob Chapstick. Bobby Chapstick. Just kidding. All right. <laughs> Disney announced on Tuesday. Oh, uh, also, all of my information from this uh, data-wise is from CNBC. Uh, we'll link the article down below. Yeah, and we should also note that oh, some of this may change some of what I'm going to say, at least, is speculation. because yes, we, we are recording this. Literally the day this night was announced. Of. Yeah. So this is all fresh. Mm-hmm. 
Fresh info. All right. Disney announced Tuesday that CEO Bob Iger will step down and become executive chairman through the end of his contract in 2021, effective immediately. That is the surprising part. Yeah, that's like the big words that you need to hang on to effective immediately is the at least for me this morning he was ceo and tonight he is not Mm -hmm. so bob chapek who most recently served as the chairman of disney parks so it is someone that uh, me and matt have talked about a lot on our individual channels uh parks experience and products will assume the role as ceo also effective immediately Iger plans to focus on Disney's creative strategy through the remainder of his tenure. Uh, when this was announced, shares of Disney fell about 2.5% um, after just a few hours. Um, don't know the stock market, but I know falling stocks is not good. <laughs> um and then he, we have a quote from Iger here that says, with everything else falling into place, the time seemed right. And uh, by this, he basically means uh, his final projects, the CEO that he really was focusing on, uh, was Disney Plus um, and the purchase of 21st Century Fox. And now those things are kind of wrapping up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I agree that it was kind of his time to go, but I don't know if I agree how he did it and how quickly he did it and yeah, all of and that. But Matt, what are your thoughts? Well, I will say, I guess I should preface this as well by saying I'm going to go more in-depth on this as well on the next episode of Matterhorn Mondays. See if you guys are interested in that. Hearing Jeremy's thoughts as well as Alex's thoughts on this. Stay and tuned. For those of you who don't know, if you don't watch our I'm, individual channels, yeah. that is Matt's weekly Disney-related podcasts. So yes. they will definitely be talking about this. We will be talking about often. this at length. But here, this is just like the bare bones because I'm sure we're going to get more information as this, you know, story develops. But this news came out today, so we couldn't, like, not address it. Yeah. So Plus, for... we needed a third topic, so it kind of worked out well. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Matt, I was like, Matt, I texted Matt and I were texting, and I was like, we really need a third topic if we're recording tonight. And then he just texted me a link to this. And I originally thought it was like a fake news article. So did I. I like literally thought it was like a, a joke, joke too. Me. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, is this real? Like, there's no way this is real. And then I saw it was JPEG. It was yeah. promoted. And I was like, oh, this is fake. There's no way this is real. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what went through my head, too. But it is very interesting, at least to me. I mean, it is worth noting. Bob said he was going to be stepping down either way. He extended his contract, I believe, two or three years, a few years ago, and he was going to be stepping down either way at the end of uh, 2021 or maybe at the beginning. Sometime in 2021, he was going to be stepping down. It was down. at the end of 2021. He said he was going to leave the company. We just didn't think that he was going to do like a gradual transition yeah. sort of thing. We kind of just thought he would like leave (laughs) yeah so you know we all assumed 2021 is when you know officially his contract would have been expired for being ceo of the company um once disney plus launched once the fox deal was all sorted out um like mikey touched on that's when he would be leaving but it's very interesting to me to see the timing of all this just because you know it's not 2021 it's 2020 you guys and he's stepping down what seems like a year early and, a year um, and a half. Really. A year and a half, yeah. A year and a half early. And it seems that this was pushed forward for really some unknown, at least for me. I like to look at this 
two ways. The rational brain in me likes to think, oh, of course, uh, Fox deal is all wrapped up. Disney Plus, that's already all taken care of. It would be ne- it would be his time to step back because those were his big projects, like Mikey said, that he was very focused on. Um, these past few years, uh, he's been CEO of the company, so it would make sense for him to step back. But there's another side of me, the conspiracy theorist side of me, that likes to look at this and think, what is the reason behind him retiring, or I guess stepping down, so early and so abruptly, too? Because, like we said, this was announced literally at like 2 p.m. on a Tuesday, with no prior warning whatsoever. Whereas, like we said just earlier, he was already scheduled to be stepping down at the end of 2021. There was no, you know, press conference called by the Walt Disney Company to officially announce this. They literally just tweeted this out. And that was the, the reason I I found it. Um, yeah, it makes me think something might have, like the conspiracy theorist side of me, makes me think something might have happened between... Iger and like the the Walt Disney Company, which is kind of weird to say because Bob Iger is a very professional man. I'm sure he wouldn't do anything to ruin his reputation with like the biggest media conglomerate in the world. Um, Was there maybe a scandal that happened and Disney is now trying to get ahead of this, pushing Bob out, pushing other Bob. It's very confusing, two Bobs. Pushing, (laughs) Pushing other Bob in. Was Disney Plus maybe underperforming and Bob was, I don't know. Kind of scared how that would look uh, to the he shareholders. Was just sad. He could have just been sad, you guys. Sad guys. <laughs> or, I mean, a big factor that might have played into this was it because of the closure of the Chinese theme parks that have happened? And for those of you guys who don't know, temporary, temporary, temporary closure. Cl- yeah, that is worth noting. The temporary closure of Shanghai Disneyland and Hong Kong Disneyland due to the coronavirus. And- isn't Tokyo now closing too? I'm not 100 percent sure. I thought I heard that. I will, I will look that up. But I, I believe I heard recently. Okay. That Tokyo. Well, yeah, that could have been also been played a, um, a big part in that as well. So again, it is very interesting to see, the timing of this taken into context of everything that's been happening. I mean, Galaxy's Edge. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, Star Wars Land, for those of you guys that don't know. Um, didn't necessarily get off to the hottest start when it opened at Disneyland. A lot of the crowds were sort of scared away by the fact of this huge mega land opening in little old Disneyland to, you know, a lot of people feared that um, Disneyland couldn't handle the crowds for such a big extravagant land to be opening in the park and it scared a lot of people away during the few opening months. But, you know, it's rebounded since then. Uh, what's that? Rise of the Resistance, the new dark ride that they opened, smash it with uh everybody I've been talking to. Everybody seems to love Rise of the Resistance, but yeah. So that's my thoughts on that, and uh, of course, Bob Chapek, you guys, the doom and gloom of the Walt Disney Company. Bobby Chapstick. Bobby Chapstick. I guess we should sort of explain because I guess not a lot of people would know why we have such disdain for this man i'm sure he's a nice guy personally never met him don't really want to meet him ever um but i'm sure you know he's probably a nice guy um but just the way he's been treating the parks because like mikey said he was the chairman of the parks and resorts and it was interesting as well because they did decide to clump together disney parks as well as the products and um, I think cruise ships as well, products experiences, Disney parks were all clumped together into one sort of, 
I don't even know what to call it. One sort of mesh. Mesh, yeah. Conglomerate. Yeah, and Chapik was in charge of all of that. And Chapik didn't necessarily come from like a creative background. He wasn't an imagineer. He was uh, just a general, you know, businessman who found ways to try and make the company more money. Um, and the ways that he found to make more money for the company came from budget cuts to projects within the Disney parks, came to lots of upcharge events like the Disneyland After Dark, $150 tickets, uh, tickets per person if you already um, have entry to the park, um, as well as like some other upcharge events like the Tomorrowland um, like, uh, I can't think of any other examples, but you guys know what I mean. Um, budget cuts, upcharges, um, cuts to like staffing as well. Um, it's, it's just very interesting as well as we got Pixar Pier was 100%, um, a Bob Chapik, uh, I guess baby is what you would call it. Um, not the most creative man in the world, whereas Bob Iger, you can tell Bob has a lot of care for the Walt Disney Company. He has a lot of respect for the man, the myth, the legend, Walt Disney himself. Um, so it is very interesting to see why they would choose Bob Chapek to become the new CEO. I mean, I guess if you look at it from the shareholder's perspective, Bob Chapek has made the company more money, saved the company a lot of money with his budget cuts. But at what cost, you guys? Mikey. Um, my first bullet point says no bueno. <laughs> right, so that's that. Um, Bobby Chapstick. Yeah. Hey, uh... Bobby Chapstick. Um, I was, uh, like I said, I was definitely surprised. I was. I thought it was fake for a while. So did I. <laughs> I, I. I looked through multiple articles until I was finally like, hmm, this might actually be real. Um, hopefully it's not as bad as people are saying. I mean, I think there's a lot of people on Twitter who are like outraged. Uh, I'm not outraged. I think it's kind of a bra moment. I think it's kind of a bra moment, but, um, you know, I, I hope, I, (laughs) I hope that Bobby Chapstick does a good job. Um, you know, I, I, I I don't hate everything he's done. I hate a lot that he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I I I just I don't think he has the create creative direction to take the company on mm-hmm. as a whole that Iger did. You know, I I think that yeah. he he doesn't have that same knack for creativity which is key when you're working for a company like disney where creativity is like 90 percent of it sure because if you can be creative enough then you can figure everything else out um i i'm interested to see the role that Iger has now um as what is he now he's the the creative chief chairman something like he's some he's a creative figure in the company I'm interested to see how that goes. Um, as far as what I expect to see from Chapstick, um, I think that the live-action remakes are not going anywhere. I think they're gonna keep coming because, again, he's a very he's a very business-oriented guy. Mm-hmm. He's in it to make the company money, um, and if 
the live action remakes are making money, I know that they will keep going. They probably would have kept going anyway. Sure. But he definitely is not going to be the one to stop it. Um, also, uh, this is the part that worries me most is that um, nothing is sacred. No attraction is safe. Um, I I don't think that he has quite the same um, respect. I don't want to say respect. I don't know. That sounds cruel, but he, he just doesn't have the same affinity sure. towards Disney parks history as say uh, people like Matt and I. And while we are on the more extreme end of Disney parks fans, mm. I think a majority of Disney parks fans, even people who only go once or twice every so many years still have the same affinity for your classic attractions Mm -hmm. even if they don't do them every time you still recognize their importance um unfortunately i do not think that chapstick has the same affinity towards that that classic attraction sort of thing um i i feel like unfortunately certain rides that i i find to be classics could be going away um during chapstick's tenure as ceo um what i immediately thought of is it's a small world at disney oh, world yeah, that's it. um yeah. uh, again it, that ride is just so nostalgic for me whenever i go that is the first ride i do at disney world every time i go um it's just a tradition i have um my family's always done it since i was going as a child um it's and it would just be devastating to see something so classic go um, but I could see Chapstick having the ideology of like, well, they have one in Disneyland, they so one. the one in Disney World doesn't need to be there. Um, and that's sad to me. I, I think that's sad. Um, I think it's sad that these classic attractions, and I, I know people say over and over, Disney World or Disneyland is museum. I understand that. I don't think it should be a museum. Um, I don't think that rides should stay purely based off of their historical status. But rides like It's a Small World, Peter Pan, um, the Tiki Room, they have value. Uh, more, Some more so than others, but like people still ride It's a Small World. I'm going to use It's a Small World as my example, but this applies to multiple other rides. But people still ride that one. It's not just sitting there. Um, it might not be bringing in the same amount of money, but it is a good family ride. Not everything has to be an IP ride. Not everything has to be a thrill ride. You can have solid family-oriented ride that people can go and enjoy and don't have to wait three hours for. Mm. Having a ride that has a 30-minute wait consistently, isn't that doesn't mean it's underperforming. That's a yeah. good thing. Guests react positively to that sort of thing. Um, and I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent here, but I, I just I hope that some someone good is promoted to his uh, chapstick's former position of the whatever the proper title is, the Parks chief and executive and the... of Parks, Resorts and yeah. Entertainment. I don't know the full title. Um, Josh tomorrow just got promoted to Walt Disney World, uh, president of Walt Disney World. And mm-hmm. as much as I was happy to see such a great person get to my home park, um, 
uh, you know, I was like, finally, you know, we got someone good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would be, I would be happy if he got promoted. I think he definitely has a very similar uh, approach as mentally as Iger did, as far as respecting the history of the parks while still creating new innovative attractions, some of which will be centered around IP. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, less focused on parks. I'm just, I'm guessing there's going to be a decrease uh, of original content. Even we're, we're even seeing less original content. Now there's been lands built on IPs and theme parks and sequels to movies. I think that's just continue. Whatever brings in the most money, not necessarily whatever's the most innovative or creative. Um, But yeah, Matt, any closing thoughts on this topic? Yeah, um, I guess it's worth noting that we're never going to see another Walt Disney maybe ever again, at least in the capacity of being CEO of the Walt Disney Company. We might see another Walt Disney-esque, you know, creative man who focuses on the family, focuses on the entertainment of the guests, the happiness, satisfaction of the guests, um, as well as pushing the limits of technology and creativity. Um, We might see that in maybe another company but it's not it's very clear and i don't want to go off on a tangent i'll save the tangents for when i'm on with jeremy on on the matterhorn mondays but and i'll be in the chat going i agree (laughs) um but yeah it is where it's worth noting that the walt disney company ceo wise i feel like we'll never find another walt disney it's just business it's a business and the way walt ran the business Yeah, the way Walt ran the Walt Disney Company back, you know, back in the 30s, back in the 40s, back in the 50s, up until he died in the 60s, was very non-business-like. He liked to make a lot of risks, of course, Snow White being... <laughs> Give him a little smooch. Snow White being one of the, the biggest risks he took, the first full-length animated film. Opening Disneyland again, another big risk that a lot of his uh his brother even, his uh business partner... Um, did not agree with and you know he took risks he knew the risks that would pay off in the long run and he took those risks and they did pay off and it made him you know a lot of money it made him a wealthy man but he also used that wealth to help forward the technology used that wealth to try and help make literally to try and help make the world a better place um you know, when it comes to like Epcot and, uh, you know, audio animatronics and um, the, like digitization of like information, central computer networks, all that kind of stuff. Walt Disney and his Imagineers pioneered a lot of that kind of stuff. So very interesting. Um, uh, you know, Bob Iger, if there's a conspiracy or not, there's probably not a conspiracy, but I like there's to probably look. not. He wouldn't stay at the company if there was something That's, major. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's if fun to fun to look into that side of things he's running for president everybody oh Everyone's yeah that's another he's running for president yeah that's I'm another like, theory no, he's not he's staying at the company through 2021 he's mm. not running for president what if he did uh, what if he did both i mean trump still like manages his hotels and stuff doesn't he i don't know no, he gave up all the control of the Oh, interesting. But okay. Iger could do it. He's Bobby Iger. Literally, he's Bobby Iger, you he's guys. He's no Bobby Chapstick. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that sort of closes my thoughts. I'm, again, 
stay tuned. We might update you guys in the future whether there are any new developments to this story. Um, but yeah, now hopefully. Now we're going to segue. Segue. Woo. Segue into our next topic, which is about this topic. Because it's time for meme review, everybody. We decided to base our at... memes off of uh, what Bobby, we just talked Bobby about. Meme. And I guess Bobby, this is Bobby. a... I don't remember where I found this. I think on Reddit, I think I found this. Um, I guess onward, the like Disney Twitter or like the Disney films, whatever, Twitter, was like posting memes like this of like expectation reality. You guys know how Disney's been the past few years really trying to like cater to the relatable style of like memes and stuff relatable yeah very cringeworthy in my opinion Um, but this is a very great example of cringy memes made by a big corporation who can be turned or i guess that can be turned into you know happiness for us because this got a chuckle out of me expectation bob Iger, reality bob chapik and uh i like how they added the question mark after onward onward is the company gonna effective immediately <laughs> effective immediately yeah and then we have this other one here oh it's kind of cut off um with a little border around oh, the thing bummer. yeah prepare for trouble make it double it's a pokemon meme you guys for all you pokemon gen xers out there nerds. pokemon nerds and i said pokemon nerds oh pokemon nerds i don't judge nerd <laughs> I'm shaming the Pokemon fans. I'm sorry. Is it pronounced Pokemon or is it pronounced Pokemon? That's um, like a debate that we should have. Pokem, Poke. I actually, I took, uh, I did Japanese Duolingo on my. Oh, okay. No big deal. I uh, <laughs> I got like three days into it. Mm. I learned all the characters. There's like a bunch of them. Um, and then I was like, "There's no way I'm ever gonna learn this." Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it technically, if it was Japanese, it would be Pokemon. Pokemon. But, but we say Pokemon. Us Americans. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. I, I really do not. <laughs> I take Italian in school, not in Japanese. So <laughs> I do not know Japanese. Neither but. do I. But yeah, here's another meme. When your successor fires you to cut spending, that's totally something. I guess these are sort of like inside jokes to us Disney Parks fans, so a lot of you general audience viewers wouldn't necessarily get some of these but yeah if you guys if you know you know when your successor cuts uh when your successor fires you to cut spending totally something mr bobby chapstick would do and uh, finally here thanks to good old disney dan makes great memes great guy um the real reason bob Iger resigned so quickly is that someone discovered he's just a frank sinatra animatronic that went rogue um which is pretty funny, in my opinion. So thank you, Mr. Disney Dan, for your memes. And, uh, yeah, do you have any thoughts on these uh, memes, Mikey? Yeah, I mean, these these memes uh, honestly aren't that funny to me in general. <laughs> I, I think that this is definitely a very niche meme. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I personally wanted to review Ice Age Baby this week, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine, Matt. Whatever. I want to beat go with the topics up, of the show. Beat up Ice Age baby. Whatever. Beat him to I'll a pole. I'll just pulp. be over here kissing baby or child peanut. Big old smooch. <laughs> That's not safe for work. We're gonna get flagged and taken down. That's a oh, child I'm you're sorry. kissing. He's only one year old. <laughs> not even a year old. A He's old. zero years old. 
two years old. He's a fetus. But, anyways. Do you know what time that means it is? It's the time, time you guys have all been waiting for. Okay, so I was thinking we could save random product review for last, if that's okay with you. Build up the suspension. Yeah, let's build up the suspense. All right. Don't forget, guys, the thick water. Thick water. I'm honestly really scared to try this. I feel like... I feel like I'm going to barf the instant I try to swallow it because it's going to be like water. But like, it says the consistency of nectar or like honey. Nectar consist. But it tastes like water. It tastes apparently. like water. Yeah, apparently. We haven't tried it yet. I've had this in my room for like two weeks. <laughs> Very scared. But before we get into that, my everybody's favorite segment, music we've been feeling. And before we move on to uh, the songs that we're going to be recommending... This week, we can go ahead and give a recap, a little old music review of uh, the previous songs we suggested. So, Mr. Mikey, why don't you go ahead and start with uh, what I suggested last week? So, uh, Matt here suggested the Me and You Together song, which uh, by the 1975. Uh, have we talked about that band before on this show? I don't think so. Kind of niche. No, we should do that for uh, a later episode um no but uh this song was decent was bad wasn't my favorite i didn't dislike it um i won't talk about it too much because i talked about the band earlier in the episode but yes it was uh, not my not my favorite of their songs not in a bad way not like mm -hmm. saying like not one of my favorite in a bad sense it just wasn't literally one of sure. my favorites um but it intrigued me enough to keep listening to the band so yeah, it yeah. wasn't terrible in that sense um, because I was like, oh, that wasn't bad. Let's see what other stuff they have. This year, or not this year. I'm so tired. <laughs> it's like it's like midnight here. Ah, this episode, I will be suggesting what is right now my favorite song of all time. Wow. It's kind of crazy. It's a big title, yeah. It is. At the moment, this is my favorite song. Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. Part of Led Zeppelin 4, there's the IV again. Second <laughs> IV of the episode. Yeah, yeah. Led Zeppelin 4, which was, came out in 1971. So it's, it's a bit of an older song, a few years ago, one or two years ago, 1971. Um, this song is like eight minutes long. Uh, I tend to find that long music is actually some of the best music, sure, personally. Yeah. Um, I love songs that build. I love songs that build. This is the ultimate build song. It starts off so like mellow and just builds slowly to the point that you don't even notice it's building. But if you were to play like 10 seconds at like the one minute mark and then 10 seconds at the eight minute mark, you would think it was two different songs, but because it's so long, it's it's just it's it's beautiful. I, I'll kiss Child Peanut for this. <laughs> but yes, I I love this song. Props to my friend Joe for getting me into Led Zeppelin. Led Who's Zeppelin. Joe? But my friend Joe, Joe Mama. Joe Mama. <laughs> uh, old meme. But I actually do have a friend named Joe, <laughs> and uh, he got me into Led Zeppelin, who at the moment, favorite band, um, probably are at the moment, really into Led Zeppelin at the moment. But Stairway to Heaven, great song, 
give it a listen if you've got eight minutes to spare. Yeah, love it. All right. Matt? Very nice. Well, I'm going to have very little to say about both of what I'm recommending because I'm very nervous to try this thick water. Um, but yeah, Mr. Mikey here recommended Electric Light Orchestra Concerto. I think I pronounced that wrong. I tried Concerto. My Concerto. It's Italian. See, I'm taking Italian. You know, got to correct you on your pizza pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Concerto for a rainy day. Now, of course, I previously known about electric like or light orchestra i think uh their song blue sky mr blue sky. mr blue sky was uh in i think the second guardians of the galaxy Correct. but um yeah mikey mentioned about how these songs faded in and out of each other very pleasingly and i have to agree i said last week i think or last episode that i'm a big fan of songs that are like i don't know if like composed is the right word but like made so they would continue into other songs i'm a big fan of just songs that like fade into other i mean that's why um pink floyd's dark side of the moon classic album is sure yeah often highly regarded is because they all fade into one another i've actually never listened to that album but i've heard i've heard that album goes well if you play it alongside paul blart mall cop too i don't know if you've heard that like just push play both at the same time the musical beats hit the emotional beats at the same time i guess i saw one youtube video but yeah big fan of uh, <laughs> of electric light electric light orchestra um i have one of their songs in my playlist one of my playlists i think but moving on to what i recommend i could have recommended the birthday party by the 1975 just because it's a new song but we've already talked enough about the 1975 so you guys heard of tame impala Tame Impala is one of, uh, in my opinion, the greatest musical bands, producers, I don't know, of our generation. Um, I'm sure if you guys have not heard of Tame Impala, you probably heard of one of their songs, um, one of their most popular, um, The Less I Know, The Better. Um, I think a lot of their songs were used in like commercials and stuff, but I'm a big fan of Tame Impala. I've only recently started getting, like, actually getting into the band um, just because of this album. Their new album, The Slow Rush, which came out on Valentine's Day, you guys. Perfect Valentine's Day gift. Um, so, yeah, if you guys are already fans of Tame Impala or already know of their music, you're going to be a big fan of this album. Um, this album, I guess to put it lightly, for those of you guys who don't know what to expect, it's a mix of their previous music with a hint of Daft Punk in some of the songs, older Daft Punk, not newer Daft Punk, um, with a hint of, I don't know if you guys have listened to Ar- Arctic Monkeys' new album, um, Tranquility Base Hotel and Conce- Casino. Um, it's got a very 70s-esque vibe to it. Um, same with this album. So if you combined like all those three together, um, it'd be like the perfect baby. Great album. I recommend uh, listening to it uh, from start to finish. But one of my favorite songs is uh, Breathe deeper or uh, instant breath something i can't remember off the top of my head but anyways that goes for my music i've been feeling and now it's time you guys i'm actually really scared i don't know if you can tell i'm really scared to try this i'm really scared <laughs> i'm going to choke to death on this thick water I've i'm really scared in case i need to just <laughs> i might need to barf you guys i'm not even kidding but these are unopened mine's unopened i think mikey's is unopened as well unopened 
I don't know if my, my camera's going to be able to focus. I see yeah, there, there but <laughs> all right. So I figure we could Let's both crack, this crack open. them open at the same time. So on the count of three, one, two, three. Oh, I can't kind of... get mine. It's a husky boy. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of anticlimactic, but okay. Honestly, I cannot get mine open. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of scared to smell it. I'm going to have Don't. Mikey smell it first before I do. Oh my gosh, he's actually struggling open. to get it open. Guys, help. <laughs> my hands are sweaty. <laughs> oh god. This would be so bad. This would be terrible if I couldn't get it open. Oh my gosh, I can't get it open, guys. <laughs> this is so sad. Thick water, too thick. I can't get it open. <laughs> I'm not weak, guys. I promise. I think. Those things are hard know, to get I'm... open. Those are like the big Gatorade jugs. No, been... but like I can normally get them open. This is this one because I'm on camera. <laughs> I'm just going to like break it open. Yeah, you can just like cut it with a knife or stab it through the top. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, we God. might have to take an intermission. I honestly might have to go down. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do that? Can you edit yeah. something out? All Intermission. Right. I Intermission. I got <laughs> so anyways, how's, how are you guys doing? Um, I have Snapchats that I need to open. Uh, my friend's asking me how the thick water is. Um, haven't tasted it yet. Um, have you guys played the game Jackbox Party Pack? I've been real into that game. I bought... Three of the party packs. I think three, four, and five I bought. Three, four, and six. I can't remember. Big fan of those games. Um, let me tell my friends that I'm actually about to get on. Because they're waiting for me to play. Jackbox Party Pack. About to get on. And you know, I have this open here. I kind of want to pour like a little bit of it out into like the cap. Oh, yeah, you can see, like, the cap. There's some of it, like, sticking to the cap. If you can, like, if it'll focus. There's, like, some liquid there, or I guess it's not even liquid. If you can, maybe if I shine, like, a light at the right angle. You'll be able to see. Uh, if it'll focus. So, yeah, there's some of the liquid. And literally, if I turn it upside down, it doesn't come off. It's just stuck to the lid. Um, I was just I'm telling back. everybody about how there's some stuck to the lid and it won't come off if I like turn it upside down and oh, shake it. That's... So I'm kind of right. I'm kind of sussed out right now, you guys. I don't know. All right, you want me to you want me to smell? Please it? smell it. I'm scared to smell it. I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> guys, if you're watching on Spotify, please go get a YouTube account. You need to watch this in video. Did it smell bad? <laughs> I think I'm gonna throw up if I have to drink. Okay, well I have my Cardinals trash can here. I'll have it in my lap. I also have normal water here in case. I need to get. I need to get. All right, intermission two. Okay, get, intermission two. I need to get water. I need to be. Ready. Oh God, I'm so scared. All right, well. Sort of discouraging. I was hoping it would just smell like nothing because that's what water smells like. Um, smells like nothing. I'm really scared. I might have to plug my nose to drink this. I just got my nose pierced. 
So it'll be kind of hard to get to like plug my nose. Oh, shoot. This is the scaredest I've been. I'm more scared to drink this than I was to get my nose pierced or to get any of my tattoos. I'm not even lying. Um, I threw up the other day, I think. I hate my. I was at. I went out for drinks with some of my friends at Applebee's and they tr- they made me try these like pickle shots where it's like a shot of I think it was like whiskey and then just like pickle juice and you're supposed to like drink the whiskey hold it in your mouth and then drink the pickle juice and that's supposed to sort of like cancel out the taste of the alcohol and I barfed all over the Applebee's bathroom I got a oh okay it's I just walked in and heard and I got and I barfed all over the app. Oh, I was telling him the last time I threw up is when I tried pickle juice shots with whiskey at Applebee's, and I threw up all over the bathroom in Applebee's. Trash can and water. Oh, shoot. God. All right. One of us is going to have to... Um, Maybe if I like open a countdown like on YouTube, I'll play it through both of our headsets so we can all hear it. That way there's okay. no backing out. Okay, so... I'll do I countdown. swear, if you don't drink this, I'm going to kill you. Countdown from 10. I can't smell it. I'm going to throw up. I'm scared to smell it. Okay. Wait, I feel like you should... Oh, we don't have time to smell it. I can smell it. Okay, That's wait. too fast. That's too fast. That's too fast. We count. It is too fast. This one was playing really fast, you guys. 10, 9. Yeah, that's way too fast. Let's get a it? slower one. Or I guess I can slow it down. Okay. My heart is pounding. My heart is <laughs> it's pounding. Mine. I'll set the playback speed to 0. 0.5. I I'll wasn't nervous until I smelled it. I was <laughs> like, no. Okay, let's see you if this is slow enough. Oh, God. Hold on. Oh, God. I'm like Ten, genuinely scared. No. I feel yeah, like that's good, good enough. I'm going to smell it. Smell it now. Uh, what the heck? We do have the same one, right? I think so. Water, honey consistency. Mine says nectar consistency. Oh no! It might be different. different, We have different ones. I mean, it's the same general idea. So yeah, I think mine might be worse based off of how it reacted to yours. Mine tastes like literal throw up. Are you just like not taste? smells. Smells. Smells like literal throw up. I can't describe what mine. It just smells like almost like feet or like plastic, <laughs> <laughs> like melted plastic with like a hint of just like unwashed socks for me. <laughs> I'm gonna barf. All right. I'm gonna. Are you up. ready? How much Are do you we ready? have to drink? A good amount. Like one... A gulp at least. Like, one... just like a... yeah. A shot, I'd like say. Like you would take a sip of water. Sure, yeah, a sip of like a sip okay. of water. Yeah, enough where you can like swish it around in your mouth and like. I don't think this is swishable. I mean, you don't have to swish it, but like enough. Yeah. If you're drinking water, so. Oh gosh, I don't. Want Are you to ready? This. Are you ready? I'm gonna play this video. Why couldn't we have reviewed fidget cubes again? <laughs> fidget cubes. All right, we're we're doing this, you guys. This is happening. Can Let they me take... hear the video? Yeah, they can. I'll I'll play okay. it. I'll show it here on screen for everybody too. Just so they know we're not bluffing. Well, I feel um, like they should see our faces big, though. That's true. That's true. We'll do that instead. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let me take one last like sniff, sniff of it, like a big sniff. Get myself prepared. <sighs> that's so bad. <clears throat> that's so bad. Good God. All right. Let me take one sip of water before. 
cleanse my palate. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Let's do this. <clears throat> this is playing at half speed. This video is. So. All right. No backing out. I don't know if it stops at one or zero. What are we going on? It stops at one. Ten, we'll go at one. Nine, we'll go on one. Yeah. Eight. Seven. Oh, Jesus. Six. Five. <laughs> one, two. Four. <laughs> Three. Okay, here we go. Two. One. I have it in my mouth. I should I should I swallow it? I have it in my mouth right now. I'm gonna barf if I swallow it. <laughs> Okay. I got a, I had a piece of plastic line. <laughs> I'm gonna swallow it. I'm gonna swallow. I want to barf. <coughs> I can't. <laughs> Guys, don't buy thick water. Uh, all right. So th the idea of this segment is to review it. So what's what's was your review? I feel like I have to drink it to actually be able to review it. So. Did you swallow? I did not. I'm going to go have one more I, go at it. I swallowed mine and then spit a little residue out and then gurgled some water and then spit some oh, I'm going to bring this into the school and pour shots for my friends. They're all going to have to drink thick water. Okay. They're going to have to suck. I'm going to have one more go. I didn't swallow it because just the texture was disgusting, but I'll just take it. It like does a not taste like water, by the way. If I had, like, it doesn't have glass. a flavor, but it. It doesn't have a flavor, but it also doesn't taste like water. Oh, God. It's weird. I mean, like, if you want to try it, like, I'm not going to stop you. Just, like, send me a video, you know? Yeah, you so guys, at Bro Moments on Twitter, if you guys are interested. Bro Moments Pod. You can't give pod. the wrong. That's true. All right. If I had, like, a shot glass, this would be so much easier. Because with this, it's just, like... I don't think it would be. Okay, here we go. I'm going to do it. I'm I mean, just like, going straight in. was massive. <sighs> That's nasty. <laughs> ah, oh, it's so bad. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> mm -mm. Uh. Guys, please like this video. We're we're killing ourselves for this. We are. We are. <laughs> Sunny D. He's muted himself. So, uh, as Matt drinks his son. That was disgusting. <laughs> that was disgusting. It's bad, isn't it? Oh, that was the first time in my life. My the first time in my life that I have disliked <laughs> a, a food or drink so much that I have been on the verge of. I almost. I have puked. never been so disgusted yeah. with a food in my life, and I've had some bad stuff. <laughs> it almost went up my but nose when wow. I like gagged. Wouldn't that have been who, something? Who would drink this? I think we read in the reviews or like the description that it's made for like elderly people. Um, oh, that like, makes sense. Maybe people who can't like chew or like I get you don't chew water. That didn't make any sense, but you guys know what I mean. Like older people who maybe have a harder time swallowing liquids. I don't know. 
That was disgusting. I have to say, displeased. Well, if I can't, uh, this is a message to my future <clears throat> self. If I am, when I'm old, do not give me thicket. I don't care if it means that I may die. I I do not want this. Literally, there has to be something. There has to be another alternative, because there's no just, way that just a person can plug, just pull, drink plug. this. Just like there's no way someone could just drink this. Like just mm-hmm. as a like a like it just doesn't make sense. Think it. One out of ten. I'll give it a two out of ten five, for the experience. Five out of ten. No, I'm just kidding. Five out of ten. <laughs> Uh, I will give it a one and a half out of ten for the experience. You know, I bet if I was sick and didn't have any of my taste buds, and like my nose was clogged, nope, maybe it would still be bad. It would I feel like yours bad. was worse than mine. Mine didn't smell as bad as, as smells, you were describing not, it. I don't. I don't need to smell it again. It, describe. I need you to describe the smell to me. <laughs> take really one more to. whiff. Take one more whiff of it before we end the show. <clears throat> <laughs> I don't know how to. Dis- okay. Channel your inner Gordon Ramsay. It tastes like <clears throat> if a sweaty fat dude was rubbing his feet over old moldy carpet. Okay. That is what it smells like. Thick water. Thick water. <laughs> Would not recommend. I mean, if you guys are Look interested. Look how much. Like, look how much I drank. I don't I don't know if you can see, but, like, it was, like... That's actually a lot. I'm proud. Yeah. Thanks. But I have so much left. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know uh, what I'm going to do with this. I can't, like, use it in, like, cooking or whatever. But anyways. I'm going to give it to my friends. <laughs> okay. Like, not really. Oh, I'll them. take it to work and have my, my coworkers drink some. Anyways. Ready to drink? Been. No flavor added? Oh, it's it's calorie and sugar free. So I mean, if you're on a diet, I guess try <laughs> Thicket. Win win for everybody. Yeah. Good God, that was horrible. But oh, I need to go throw up. <laughs> Anyways, that has been this week's random product review. Thank you guys for enjoying our suffering. Um. Now that's it. Yeah, we gotta plug our social. Episode. Forgot to do that. Of course. Last episode. Um, At Brummoments Pod on Twitter. There's also a Google <laughs> forum in the description below where you can submit random product review suggestions if you want to torture us more, but please don't. We probably won't pick it. Maybe we <laughs> will. You'll have to see. Um, also, topic ideas, uh, stuff like that. Um, yeah, anything like that. Uh, also, I have my own personal Twitter at MadABTDisney. And my YouTube channel is Mad About Disney. Matt, what about you? I have a Twitter as well. Twitter at <laughs> not the burp at you oh, have to no, taste it. You have to add I could taste it when I burp. Oh, that's unfortunate. Ooh. Twitter at Matterhorn Matt. YouTube Matterhorn Matt as well. Um, if you guys are interested in hearing a longer discussion about Bob Thicket. Iger, about Thicket, <laughs> about Bob Iger, Bob Chapstick. Um, and the Walt Disney Company. Stay tuned for next episode of Matterhorn Mondays. Um, yeah, I don't feel like I should plug my Instagram because I hardly use it. But, anyways, yeah, that has been this week's episode of Bruh Moments with Maddie and Mikey, episode three. Thank you all so much 
for coming out to today's episode. And that's been a bra moment. Bruh. <laughs>